Originally, he tried to get me on gross misconduct for starting up a rival business, but yeah. um, my my contract was an older contract, so it didn't have that clause in it. Um, so in the end, I just put on garden, got put on garden leave for a month, and and sort of had to had to make ends meet. Yeah. It was it was rough. Like, don't get me wrong, it was the best thing that could have happened, um, mm. but it was rough, really rough for a, a few months. I sort of was quite worried for a while. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, brought to you by Startup You, inspiring and supporting entrepreneurs to make a full-time living doing what you love. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, Virgin mentor, and founder of Startup You, the regional partner of Virgin Startup, providing startup funding, mentoring, and support. Each episode features the stories from two entrepreneurs at different stages in their journey who talk us through their successes and failures. You get to take on board all of their learnings and none of the failure. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hayes, with the number one recruiting experts in the UK. Whether you're searching for your perfect job or looking to scale your business by building the perfect team, go to hayes.co.uk, quoting Startup You. Welcome to episode 052 of Screw It, Just Do It. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, and on today's Startup Saturday, I welcome Charles Richer, founder of Love Beer. Charles is a great example of being focused on what you want and going out and making it happen. Just two years ago, Charles was earning less than the minimum wage, washing dishes for an employment agency and feeling, in his own words, very downtrodden. Fast forward, not happy with working for someone else, he spotted an opportunity in the craft ale business and is now focusing on working with grassroots local brewers and getting their products into your hands. From installing bars into restaurants, pubs, homes, offices and focusing especially on craft beers, this bud is definitely not for you. Let's start up. Just over two years ago, I was earning less than the minimum wage, washing dishes and feeling very downtrodden. At the moment, I'm paying myself a wage from my own limited company and loving every second of it. Yeah. Does that still hold true? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just enjoying doing, doing, you know, sort of wake up and do what I want, really. um, It is starting to get a little bit... um, Looking forward to having a bit more of a work-life balance, but it's uh, it's something that I really enjoy doing. Um, you know, I wouldn't have sort of taken the leap and done it if, if it wasn't something that I enjoyed doing. Mm. So I genuinely wake up and sort of look forward to doing another day. I just, uh, it would be nice, as I say, just to sort of be able to, in hopefully at the end of summer, just to be able to take a really nice, long, proper holiday. And um, the hard work by that point will hopefully be done. You know, sort of, it's all gone quite quickly. And and what was the difference from from two years ago? You you're obviously working for somebody else. And when did you decide to chuck that in and, and start your own business? Um, well, it, it all sort of it happened quite. I mean, originally I'd, I'd wanted to. I could see a bit of a gap. So I was working for a, a company that was doing keg hire for events. So I was going around to people's houses and it was just like uh, installing a keg in people's garden, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going around to people. I've always always been quite good at chatting to people. So I end up chatting to people about 
wanting things in their home and wanting bits of furniture created and all that sort of thing. Um, so I sort of spotted a bit of a spotted that niche, and then I started. The reason why the company's called Love Beer is because it's a, it was always meant to be a bit of a play on words um, for the Love Beer uh, Love Film film subscriptions where you get a different film dropped off to your house each each month yeah so the love beer subscription is you get a different beer dropped off to your house each month and it's all taken care of you and there's no hassle Mm -hmm. so it's always meant to be based on that um and it sort of snowballed into other things um and i just just essentially i just lost quite a lot of respect for the guy that i was working with um for various different reasons and originally i'd always wanted to do it with him because it would have been a hell of a lot easier to sort of use his alcohol license use his accountant and that sort of thing and mm. um sort of go into business with him and as i said i just lost a bit of respect for him so i applied with you guys to um get the startup loan started and then uh what happened at the end of it was just he he did something that i didn't agree with you know there's been a few times while i was working for him that i'd had to literally print him off the eu directives on work time law and just say what right. you're trying to make me do is illegal yeah and something like that happened again and then they tried to pull me in for a disciplinary and i just said you know what's you know shove that where it doesn't shine <laughs> and um i'm gonna uh i just handed my notice in and sort of went off um and it was actually, I, I wouldn't have sort of had, had the guts to do that. Um, and it was just, uh, I was at a mate's house who's always worked for his, himself. Mm. Um, and I was talking to my girlfriend about it in the garden. He was sort of earwigging and just came up to me afterwards and was just like, you know, work work isn't about that, mate. You, you shouldn't, if it's making you feel that bad, it's not working for you. Um, yeah. And just, you know, by that point, I'd already got the, got the startup loan approved. Um, so, yeah, handed him my notice and then he... Um, I accidentally invited his wife to like the Love Beer page on Facebook. Um, so then, <laughs> that was an interesting was, moment. Yeah, it wasn't the brightest move, I've got to be honest. So I got a hold in. Um, uh, originally, he tried to get me on gross misconduct for starting up a rival business, but yeah. um, my my contract was an older contract, so it didn't have that clause in it. Um, so in the end, I just put on garden, got put on garden leave for a month and, and sort of had to had to make ends meet. Yeah. It was it was rough. Like don't get me wrong, it was the best thing that could have happened. Um, mm. But it was rough, really rough for a, a few months. I sort of was quite worried for a while. Mm. But um, you know, I, I worked hard, um, capitalised on every opportunity. I think not having not having a job did make it easier to to really put my heart and soul in it. You know, I wasn't getting back at nine ten o'clock at night which is the hours i was doing you know i was doing sort of 12 hour days most days mm. when it was busy so i wasn't sort of getting back at eight nine ten and thinking you know i can't be asked i was sort of waking up in the morning and thinking what have i got to do you know writing 10 things that i needed to do before the day was done and just you know really focusing on it and is that what got you through that difficult time literally being able to focus on the fact that you you had this opportunity and you, you it was within your hands to make it happen yeah, yeah, it was very, yeah, I've, I've had a couple of roles, you know, working in marketing and stuff where I've had to be quite self-motivated anyway, so um, I knew that, you know, it was it was literally just sort of waking up, the thing that I was doing was waking up, um, and then while I was sat having my morning coffee watching Jeremy Carl normally, I'd be writing, <laughs> you know, just a list of things that I wanted to do, whether it was working on the website, putting a bit of content on that, calling around, you know, local events companies, or you know, just, just all sorts of different things. Um, and yeah, uh, just, you know, start, I started up some marketing things. I, I work with podcasts and stuff like that. And, um, 
Yeah, I think having, if I was going to give any advice, I'd, I'd probably tell people to go on a bit of a crash course on digital marketing because that's been the thing that's really turned turned me around. Has it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I worked in marketing, so I worked in digital marketing, so I knew the avenues that are out mm-hmm. um, out there and available. Uh, so just being able to sort of capitalize on them quite quickly, you know, get somebody that I knew on LinkedIn to um, – to do the SEO for me and get that off the ground. A little bit of digital marketing with paid advertising campaigns on Facebook and, and Google. And I mean, for me, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't jumping in something that I didn't know much about. It, I sort of knew the benefit of it and could and could and work it a little bit to my advantage. And so that meant that before Christmas, I was just about covering my bills. And mm. then um, by during the summer, I was sort of taking home a wage, which was quite comfortable. That was within a year. It's brilliant, and, and and what is that where you found most of your clients then through social media, through LinkedIn, for example, or through paid Facebook ads? Um, it was through mainly through the search engine stuff that is um, okay. It's it's gone really well. I get a lot of traffic through um, to begin with. I get got a lot of traffic through organic search, um, mm. so that's probably the best. I found a guy that for what I needed at the time was perfect. It's four hundred pounds for the year. Um, I had to do a lot of the work, but he did all the technical stuff. So I did a lot of the keyword research and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I've started now paying £300 a month for the same sort of stuff. So it's um, it was really good at the time. Um, and that sort of snowballed. And also just chatting to people in the industry, um, the beer industry, especially the craft beer industry, is very um, ancestral at the moment. Everybody knows each other and mm-hmm. chats to each other. So once I started, once I started chatting to a few people that – really is snowballed so now i'm working with innocent gun um and hop stuff and doing their bar and that's all just been word of mouth and through the fact that i used to go around to breweries and just chat to them pick up a few cans do a few things on social media with it and um you know they they like the fact that it's an interesting idea and an interesting concept i'm one of the few seller tech companies that have just said i'm not working with any big breweries i've only worked with independent brewers Okay. Um, yeah. and all of that sort of really helps just people to you know just chat about you um mm. and, and get your name out there a little bit and you, but it was it really was organic search engine and organic search that uh really got it off the ground to begin with um and now now i'm starting a year on i'm starting to get that word of mouth loop backgrounds that's yeah creating almost an exponential growth and do you think you've um let's start with it at least taken some of the business away from your previous em- employer you managed to capitalize on those race relationships you'd already established um well he he did his utmost to um make that really difficult for me right uh, he sort of went around and badmouthed a lot of my suppliers and yeah and um, there are a couple of clients there's one client who was sort of i had a really good relationship with him i actually ended up doing stuff for him privately anyway because he just wanted to work with with me um and then I got alerted to the fact that they were ringing around sort of anyone that I'd had any previous relationship with because he called me up and just said, I think you should be aware that they're ringing around and saying X, Y, and Z about you. Um, so I, I I don't really know. I I probably did take work away from him, but just in the fact that I'd, I'd underpriced myself so much just to just to get work. And, yeah. You know, um, he's charging £90 for what I was charging, £70, and then I had a lower margin on the kegs. It was just purely because my the keg wholesaler for me is like a five-minute drive away, right. whereas for him, he's got to drive into London to get them and that sort of thing. So I could I could just offer it a little bit cheaper, and I was, I was glad for the work, but um, 
honestly by the end of it it's i've started putting all my prices up on that side of it because i just don't want to do it mm. it's um by the end of it i was working with people like innocent gun and hop stuff and i was getting more permanent bar installations and when you're running around doing five or six temporary bars on a on a friday and thursday and then collecting it all on a monday and tuesday you, it just knocks out so much of your week mm. um and for sort of 70 pounds for a set of equipment it's not it's just not worth it for me you know yeah, yeah. so uh, he I'd say actually it's moved to a point um, which is kind of what I said to him when he when he when we had my sort of pseudo disciplinary meeting is that it was um, uh, you know I never intended to go into the same industry as him. I always wanted to be focused on an independent brewery market. Mm. Wanted to be focused on doing home bars or sort of more. You know, my, I've gone out and I've got. Um, rather than getting a load of off the peg taps i found old vintage style taps that are all proper old heavy brass and i've refurbished them took it all to bits and gone in there and done all the innards and brought it up to a modern day standard so mm. i'm you know very much trying to just i'm not plonking a, a, a tap dispensing beer on a table i'm trying to create something a little bit more um tactile i guess for a more premium market and that's very much where I'm taking the business now. So I, if anything, although he's done what he did to me, I've, I actually send a lot of business his way because I, I know that he's probably one of the better placed in the market to do things like, you know, Foster's Tap or something like that. I really have no interest in doing that anymore. No. Um, I, I deal specifically, I work directly with brewers and I deal specifically with the independent brewery market. I have no interest in funding people like um, AB InBev or Heineken that, mm. that own Frosters and a lot of the sort of big brew market because actually they they do more to impede my business than anything else. And you, so do you feel you've um, really embraced the the massive upsurge in um, craft beer and yeah. long, long may it continue? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm very much hoping what happens here will will go down the line of what happened in America and New Zealand where. The craft beer market was it's not a fad over there it's very you know they've been going for yeah years right. 15 years in america and that, yeah. the way it's changed that scene out there it's it's completely you know in america people were just drinking cause yeah bud light, light <laughs> and, and, you know and that right. was it and they were sort of quite happy with an ice cold um three four percent lager and now they've got um i mean they've New England IPA was probably the most sold style of beer within the craft beer uh, market, and that's an East Coast IPA, um, originally made in America. So I'm hoping that continues over here, and and if it does, I've sort of, uh, as we've already discussed, it was all by chance. I sort of came into the market at the right time, um, but uh, we, uh, I came into the market at the same time at the right time as just it was exploding you know there's yeah. people that i started working with a year ago that are um that have just started getting like three new fermenters in one of them has had like three thousand percent growth um since i've been working with them um and that's all in the first year and it's, and, and that's replicating across across the scene you know everybody's getting new stuff in everybody's got the capital to buy more fermenters and all that sort of thing and um i've been very lucky that i've gone in at the ground and 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 just sort of, as I say, it all, all seemed to happen at the right time. I had enough time to focus on it at the right time of the industry, um, saying the right thing to the right people. And it, it's, um, it's it's a really inspiring scene to be a part of. Awesome. And, and knowing what you, you now know a, a couple of years in, um, is there anything you, you, you would have done differently or would you advise people to um, kind of learn from any mistakes that you've made? 
Um, yeah, oh, I don't know. It's difficult because it's all it's all felt really organic. Um, I mean, I, I would say the the sort of it's the scariest thing to do. But the looking back on it, I just don't think I could have done what I've done if I was still in full time employment. Mm. Um, uh, I just yeah, I, I really don't know. Just take take every opportunity uh, is is what I'd say. Um, especially when you're starting up now. Now I'm turning away so much because I, I sort of can. Yeah. Um, but the the one thing, the only the main piece of advice is I just take every opportunity and really grab it. Be prepared to work those sixteen hours um, sixteen hours days um, when when you first start. You know, um, get your like I, I'm sponsoring podcasts and stuff like that, and that at the time was a lot of money, but the amount of return that it's given me has been immeasurable okay so like specifically obviously in, in your in your industry be that uh pale ale or wet craft beer yeah so there's um a drunk drunk cast on um on a various on various networks that i sponsor and stuff okay cool it's it's all been a bit um i don't know as i say i i've made definitely made a lot of mistakes um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, you know, just general. Just try and try and think about what you're doing. Yeah, I, I don't know. As as I'm probably not one to give advice. Um, I, things are going quite well, but it's all there's been no strategy behind it. It's been literally just sort of waking up and following my heart at, at the beginning of the day. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and tell to say. T- tell me a little bit about the um, about the private bars that you've installed into into people's houses. Is that um, very much a, a growth part of the industry. I, I could imagine it is with people trying to maximise the spaces in their in their homes or in their gardens with you know different summer houses or offices that kind of thing. Yeah, that's really fun. I mean, it's it's such a small part of what I'm doing now. It's the growing growing part of what I'm doing. Mm. Um, obviously, when I first started, it was supposed to be the core function of the business. Yeah, that's what um, I remember. Yeah, yeah, and it's. Um, it's it's growing it definitely is growing um the i think as the interest in craft beer is growing then i i do quite a lot of home bar installs where people just still want peroni but i think as people as craft beer makes its way into the pubs a bit more then pete the public consciousness will move a little bit more you know there's not not many millennials that can afford to have a, a beer pump dispensing craft beer in the house yeah 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 um probably. but yeah i mean it's, it's really fun they've got a couple of clients that are sort of mortgage um mortgage brokers and stuff that have got some amazing bar installations in the house um that get me to get specialist um specialist beers and sort of parallels um the main thing have, have been permanent installations and offices actually um not so much home bars but offices oh, really um, ah. yeah so i mean anybody listening to this if you um if you do want to get a uh, um do you want to get a, a pump in your office? You're in good company because people like Facebook and stuff are starting to get uh, bars. So one of the biggest clients we've had recently has been Facebook office HQ in, in Rathbone Place in London. Oh. And then we're going into the second office as well. Um, and that is uh, a big part of having a young, trendy workforce mm. now, I think, is that you're expected to put on quite a lot of, mm. almost follow a Danish model, you know, where you're putting on a lot of staff benefits and one of them being beer. Yeah, we've we've got that in um, in our workspace, um, but unfortunately, I'd say it's Heineken, which is not what anybody wants in the building. <laughs> well, this is sort of where I come in because then we'll um, we have quite a lively 
um, quite uh, an ever-changing supply of beer. So, I mean, it, it's um, over the last few months we've had one one brewer. We had uh, like it, it's called a guile, their twelfth guile. So it's um, the twelfth recipe that they've ever brewed. So we're sort of keeping it quite fresh. Um, I've just done and done a big research trip up to up to the north and found. So I went and did like cloud water and magic rock, who are, who are quite well known. Um, but some of the smaller brews like Abbeydale or Brass Castle um, are starting to get a few of those on the books and starting to supply them. They are just uh, really, really good brewers uh, at probably the top of the, their game and at the top of the industry, but they're sort of not really getting huge looking. So starting to work more and more with them and just bring something that's a little bit more um, unique to the market. You know, mm. with Heineken do a lot, as I've said before, they do a lot to cut out local producers and we all need to start shopping a bit more locally i think yeah no I agree with you and um if somebody listening wanted to get hold of yourself for the variety of services that you offer what's what's the easiest way they can do that uh well the the website's love-beer.co.uk uh and all my social media if you just type love beer uk in so facebook.com forward slash love beer uk twitter i'm at love beer uk instagram is love beer uk uh, and so is linkedin i've sort of managed to secure it on all of them brilliant um, or info at love uh yeah info at love hyphen beer.co.uk would probably be the best ones awesome well, really appreciate you um taking the time out to, to jump on the call and um look forward to your continued success yeah no thank you very much well thanks for inviting me on appreciate it thanks very much again thank you So if you enjoyed that interview with Charles and you'd love to see something like that live, then I've got good news for you. We're about to hit the road again with our Screw It, Just Do It live events this February, starting on the 13th in Brighton at Platform 9 with Zero's Gary Turner and Ray's Bakery's Jeremy Jacobs talking about how to scale your business this month. And then again on the 28th of February, where back in Bournemouth at this workspace with Jimmy Cregan from Jimmy's Iced Coffee and Rupert Holloway from Conquer Spirit. We've also now gone live with our next regional event, which is Manchester in March on the 21st at the Central Library there in Manchester. Amazing lineup, including social chain founders Luke Massey from Vibe Tickets and Sasha Atherton from Premier Parents, who's launching a female tech academy in Manchester as well. So those tickets are now live. They've already started selling. Um, We do still have some tickets, limited tickets left for Brighton next Tuesday and Bournemouth on the 28th. So just go to Eventbrite, check out the Startup U profile page or go to the Startup U Limited Facebook page and you'll be able to buy tickets directly from there also. So look forward to seeing you there in person. Uh, Before I sign off, a couple of takeaways from Charles's talk. Um, What I loved was his attitude. Um, Follow your heart, and it's a cliche, but life really is too short. Far too short to be doing something um, for the majority of the hours that you're awake working for somebody Um, who you don't necessarily like doing something that you certainly don't enjoy doing um, and doing that for, God, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, 
really? Is that what you want to do? Is that what you, you want your legacy to be when you leave this planet? I certainly don't. Um, and following on from that, really, is, is you know, being focused. Um, Charles knew what he wanted to do and he went out and he made it happen. But for that, you do need that laser-like focus. There's so many opportunities when you start any business getting pulled in all sorts of different directions and it's so easy to get distracted. Um, and I'm certainly... Uh, you know, and it, not an exception to the rule in that front. So I, I struggle with that on a daily basis. So I think he's done amazingly well to, to you know, to replicate his income um, and beyond in just 12 months is, is definitely to be applauded. Well done. Um, and capitalizing on the opportunities that present themselves. Um, there's opportunities every day, but it's being able to take advantage of that leverage that opportunity um really capitalize on it that that is the key i think it's recognizing the opportunity in, in for what it is in the first place um and it, you know if that fits and aligns with your vision great if it doesn't then you know make a note park it come back to it but if it doesn't serve you and your business at that moment um don't let your attention be diverted but continue to focus on on what you want um, and that that's it from me I really enjoyed that um, Startup Saturday with Charles Richer looking forward to, to Wednesday's episode already got some great interviews lined up and already in the bag and we'd love to see you at one of our events in person where you get to ask your questions to some really interesting entrepreneurs in, in February and March um, any suggestions again of people who you'd like to see Message me at Alex Chisnell on Twitter, LinkedIn. Email me, alex at startupu.co.uk. Um, we're going to be announcing the winner of our 50th anniversary, uh, 50th anniversary, 50th episode competition that we ran. We'll be doing that um, on the next episode. Got the information today and we'll be announcing it on social. So look out for that. Have a great week. If you'd like the opportunity to attend one of our live events with some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, just go to startupu.co.uk and click on the events calendar. That's startupu with the letter U. From there, you'll be able to see what live events we've got coming up and book a ticket from as little as £5, which includes a complimentary drink and the opportunity to network with like-minded entrepreneurs. Hope to see you soon. If you're an entrepreneur looking for funding, mentoring or support, go to startupu.co.uk. And if you'd like to share your startup story, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to the contact page on startupu.co.uk and we'll be in touch. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and I'd love it if you left me a review of the show. To connect with me personally, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook at Alex Chisnell. Until the next show, remember don't wait, the time will never be just right. Action always beats intention. This show is brought to you by RocketSpark, who make it easy for anyone to build a great-looking website. Each month, RocketSpark offer one lucky listener the opportunity to get a website absolutely free for the next six months to do some in-market testing of a new idea. Just go to rocketspark.com slash screwitjustdoit to enter.